Happy Wednesday, everyone. You are here listening to episode 18, and we are in season two. This week on the podcast, I am going to have another guest from the Smith family. So a couple weeks ago, I had my Aunt Sherry on, and this week I'm having her husband, my uncle, and my pastor, Jason Smith. He, like I said, is my uncle, and he is my pastor, and he is somebody that I am able to call and talk to about anything um, that I am questioning, and he's just been a really great resource for me, and at the beginning of the episode, he says how much it's meant to him to watch me grow, and my Aunt Sherry kind of said the same thing, and I just want all of you in podcast world (laughs) to know that they've enjoyed seeing me grow but truly I don't I don't know that my faith would be where it's at if it wasn't for them so they are the ones that I want to thank and I am so grateful that both of them were able to come on the podcast and maybe one of these times I can have both of them together Um, But this week, it is my uncle, and he is just sitting down with me and kind of discussing a little piece of his testimony. So I hope you all enjoy this week's episode of the podcast. Before we get too much into our discussion, uh, my uncle Jason has a couple things that he's going to start with. Well, first of all, I just want to say to my niece, Becca, that we're very proud of you. Um, And over this last four years, we have seen quite a change. Sherry and I have seen quite a change in you. And it's just, it's it's a beautiful sight to see someone pursuing and pressing into God. And you've been doing that. So that's the first thing. Thank you. You ready for the second thing? Yeah. Okay, because this, I cannot (laughs) do something like this without sharing some dad jokes, Okay. All right, so why did the man name his dog Rolex and Timex? Why? Because they were watchdogs. <laughs> All right, please add humor or laugh, okay. laughter in this as I do I'll this. I'll see what sound effects I can find. <laughs> I almost got a nap to do that. Okay, what's brown and sticky? A stick. Oh, I was going to say the answer to that one. I heard that one before. <laughs> All right, so why do cows wear bells? Because their horns don't work. I had to interrupt the episode to let you know that that was the only sound effect that I could find that was slightly appropriate. And although it's not very nice, at least it, you know, fits in with the jokes. So (laughs) I hope you guys thought it was as funny as I did putting it in there. Back to the episode. All right, we're just going to stop right there. Okay. Okay. So just so you guys know, uh, Jason is the the king of podcast, or not podcast, the king of dad jokes. (laughs) I think you're speaking prophetically. (laughs) (laughs) 
Olivia um, requests his dad jokes at church on yes. Sundays. So. I was very honored to bring him to her t as well. And I have one at the end, so don't let me forget that okay. last one. Okay. We'll, we'll end with the one, too. Okay. So the way I have started uh, the last two interviews that I've done is just by asking about your faith timeline um, and where you've seen God at different points in your life or where you felt his presence. And the last two, I had other questions to kind of go along with it, but I think we'll just start with whatever part of your faith journey you want to lead with. You just go right ahead. All right. Very good. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in the church and grew up in church of Christ and my parents, we went religiously Sundays, Sunday nights and Wednesdays. And I don't really remember much um, other than watching people falling asleep and counting the rafters in the <laughs> ceiling. But I remember hearing some of the messages and stuff. And I, I got um, I got baptized when I was that age. Um, that age. I was about 10 years old, excuse me. And, you know, my parents divorced and I um, went on a, a little bit of a journey and had a lot of freedom. So I just kind of did what I wanted to because my mom worked uh, second shift. Uh, so I ended up getting involved in some things I shouldn't have, drugs, alcohol, uh, you know, just all kinds of yuck stuff. And, um, but at 18, I, I, I fell madly in love with somebody. I was living in Tucson, Arizona. And um, <clears throat> when she broke up with me, I was physically ill for three days, literally lovesick. And so... I went to her priest, uh, she was Catholic, and we were going to Masses on occasion, and um, anyway, when I went there, he led me through a Billy Graham track, which is surprising, but it was pretty awesome when I look back on it, mm. and as he was leading me through it, I was being polite to him, I wasn't ready, and as we kind of talked about a little bit yesterday that um, a lot of times we're not ready and we stall and we wait yeah. and we keep delaying. But anyway, I wasn't ready and I, I left there and I went to a school nearby my house and, and uh, just bawled my eyes out because I, I knew I wasn't ready. Well, that night the Lord came to me in a dream and he was holding his arms out towards me and asking me to come to him. His mouth didn't move. I just remember, come to me, come to me. And I said, Lord, I can't. I am going to do things that I know you don't approve of. I was getting ready to be of legal age to go out and drink. Um, I just wanted to go live a prodigal lifestyle for a while. I mean, that's just reality. And uh, so I refused Jesus in my dream. And I woke up the next day feeling terrible, realizing, realizing what I did. And I, and I, I want to say this because... My perception of God at that time was not right. Um, I was under the perception that you ask Jesus in your life, you try and live a good life, and hopefully you made it into heaven. And had I known that God is the way he is today, that I've learned to understand about who he is, I think I may have made a different decision that time. Um, he wants to intervene. He wants to intervene. He wants to be a part of our lives. He he intervenes in our lives for us. There's been many stories I could tell you where I should be dead and I wasn't. Um, he talks to us. He has relationship with us. And it's, it's about a relationship and not a religion. So anyway, I refused Jesus. 
<laughs> that sounds kind of bad to say. <laughs> and um, I went on living my life the way I wanted to. And over the years, I began searching again, and I began looking into a bunch of different religions. Uh, I had went to psychics, I went to uh, astrologers, um, New Age thought. I looked into Buddhism, all the isms you can think of, and and uh, I tried all of them. I shouldn't say all of them, but I tried many of them. But in that process of seeking truth, um, I came to a place in my life, and there's a whole story there. It's, a, it's one of my test uh, videos from the church. Uh, it says Jason's testimony. You can listen to that if you want more details. But basically what happened is I was on this journey. I was searching, and I got to a place where I just wanted truth. I was tired of looking, and um, I was just wanting truth, and I wanted it with every part of my heart, every, every cell in my body wanted truth. And when I called out for that, I asked God, I just want to know what truth is. Um, he came into my life in a very, very powerful way. You asked if I've experienced God. This is that experience. This is the experience um, later in my faith where when I had doubts, because we all have doubts. You're going to have doubts when you're walking with the Lord. I mean, a lot of us do. I go back to that moment and go, that was God. Yeah. And I'll just share briefly what happened there. Um, as I was calling out for truth, I began to tell Jesus I love him. It was the first time in my life I've ever said, I love you, Jesus. And... When I said those words, um, God just poured His Spirit out on me. That's the best way I can put it. It was an incredible encounter. And I sat there and told Jesus I loved Him a thousand times, probably <laughs> laughing, crying, and just the presence of God came on my life. And, and uh, I felt like there was warm oil being poured on me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I just felt this warm oil going over my body as I sat there and I laughed and cried and told Jesus I loved him. Well, the next day when I woke up, um, again, I was in a new age. I was just, to me, it was just another spiritual experience. And I woke up the next day and there was something different about me. And I was like, wow, that was powerful. Um, the weight of sin was gone. I felt this weight just lifted off of my life. The, the drugs that sat on my table, I was like, I don't have any desire for it anymore. And so that was kind of the, really the beginning of my uh, story there, my encounter with God. Uh, a short time later, a few months later, my brother um, took his life, committed suicide. I was the one that found him. And in that time, a very difficult time, I was very close to him. I saw the grace of God in that time. Um, I was the one that found him, and I told the Lord, I said, please, I don't ever want to dream about this. And I never dreamt about it for years. Until one night, I was telling somebody I'd never dreamt about it, and that night I had a dream about him, but it wasn't about that moment. It was just he was in my dream. But I just saw God's grace and God's mercy in that, in that time. Um... So, 
about a month after he passed, I went and got baptized and just fully surrendered to the Lord. I wasn't fully surrendered yet, and I fully surrendered to him. He, he set me free from drugs and all the yuck in my life. I, I was just a, a, a new person um, and just excited about Jesus. I, I, I had this hope. I had this peace. I had this joy. And I tried sharing it with people, but nobody wanted it. And it didn't make any sense to me. It's like, why don't you want this? And so anyway, I left Tucson and I went down to my aunt's church down in Texas, little Utopia, Texas, and, and just began pursuing God and learned to hear his voice and, and just started finding out about him. And so went to Bible school for a little bit and then went back to Tucson because that didn't work out. And I ended up here in Indiana where I met Sherry, um, working at a facility for troubled kids. And all this time, as you're walking with the Lord, Becky, you know this, it's, 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 a, it's just a time where you're in different seasons in your walk. Um, there's different growths that we go through. There's, there's freedom that comes as we're walking with Him uh, and getting His Word in our life and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak in our life. Um, so there's all kinds of stories I could tell you, but one of the things we, we were kind of discussing this a little bit yesterday, um, the, one of the biggest things that I have learned about this Jesus is that he's full of grace. Yeah. And uh, you can interject anytime. I'm a, <laughs> we're not at church. You're doing great. You keep going. <laughs> okay. um, I'm, uh, my personality is a black and white personality. It's black or it's white. I, I had an issue with gray. Yeah. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of people like myself yeah. that, you know, it, no, this is the way it is. And so I was very legalistic. And if it's this way, it can't be that way. Correct. Yeah. But there's no if, ands, or but this is one way or the other. You, yeah. You know. And um, I was very legalistic and... Um, Anyway, when the Lord moved us down to Dallas, Texas, which is another whole story, another podcast, <laughs> I, uh, I learned over the 10 years we were down there about grace. And I'm, can I tell just a couple quick stories? Yeah, go for it. One of the first experiences with grace was I uh, was, had a, a friendship with somebody who led worship. And... Um, as our friendship kind of grew, they began telling me things about their life that um, probably shouldn't be there as a leader up and up on the stage. Um, and I didn't understand. I, I kind of questioned God. I'm like, God, I, I know what's in his life. Yet I watch him minister to people all the time. I watch him speak words from your heart to people. Uh, one of my friends was one of those that experienced that. And he ministers to people, yet I know he's got yuck in his life. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to me. And the thing that I've come to understand and realize in that situation is that we're all flawed vessels. We all have issues. Yep. You're not going to be perfected until we enter into, the, into heaven. But we're in the process of perfection because Jesus says, I am the author and the perfecter of your faith. So that was one of the grace moments that I learned is like, oh, well, then I got to experience that myself. I was, uh, I was at um, 
the church I was attending, we were going on a church retreat, and my pastor said, listen, if I want the gifts flowing. I want, you know, if you get a word from the Lord, I want you to bring it. Well, in my life that time, I was very busy. Uh, I had not been in the word like I needed to. I felt kind of far away from the Lord. So we're at this retreat, we're having worship, and the Lord gives me a word. And I'm going, why me, Lord? Why are you using me? I, I just feel so unworthy. And so I tell Sherry, I said, honey, I think I have a word. She goes, well, I have one too. I said, well, what's your word? She tells me, and our words go hand in hand with each other. Mine's more of a, a truth, uh, kind of a rebuke. And hers is the love, come here, you know, let me love on you. Well, if that doesn't say something about your guys' relationship. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you see that Sunday to Sunday sometimes. Um, so anyway, we went and talked to the pastor, said we both had, we feel like we have a word, and he said, go give it, and we did, and the people came forward, and we prayed with them, and it was just beautiful. Well, a little bit later, he said to get with someone else and just pray, so I went with some friends of ours, and as I'm I'm talking to them, they have been trying to have a child. And I messed up here because I didn't have the boldness to say, you're going to have a child. <laughs> I, I, um, I masked it a little bit. And as we were praying for them, I said, you know, I just, they, they minister to the young adults. And I said, I feel like the Lord is telling me. I knew what he's saying, but I kind of just changed the word a little bit. <laughs> I said, you have been taking care of God's kids and he's going to reward you. But in my heart, I wanted to say, you're going to have a child soon. But I just was disobedient. I didn't, I wasn't bold enough because that's a pretty big statement yeah. to make. And anyway, within a month, they had a child. That's awesome. But my point of the story was I, I didn't feel worthy enough. I, didn't, I wasn't in a good place spiritually. Uh, and again, that's just an example of the grace of God. Um, so I've learned not to put people in a box. Uh, people in a box. <laughs> Don't put God in a box. <laughs> people put God in a box all the time. Um, I, I learned to accept people right where they're at. And you know, Jesus did that all the time. He never refused anybody. He always, always, always just accepted people right where they're at. And if anybody's listened to this and they don't know Jesus, you don't have to get yourself better. You just need to come to him just as you are, and he accepts you right where you're at, no matter where you're at or what you're going through. Um, I guess one little thing, our faith journey here, there's a whole God story in that. But, um, you know, I felt a call in my life for many, 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 many years. And it wasn't until I hit 55 that the Lord allowed me to come into that place of being a pastor. Um, I love what I do. I love bringing the word. I love ministering to people. Um, but that's just the, the, the journey, part of my faith journey I'm in right yeah. now. And you've got to experience some of that. You've, you've listened and you've watched me grow in the pulpit. I mean, that's the first yeah. time I brought messages on a regular basis. And I remember telling God, God, I don't know how my father-in-law, Jim Miller, <laughs> has a message three times a week. I don't know how you do that. 
and uh, but God has been so faithful, and He's 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 brought messages. I've changed messages at the last minute because I knew the Lord was going a different way. So it's just God is so good, and He has so much grace, so much grace. And I guess um, yeah, I'll share that with you later. I have a name for a book. Oh, <laughs> you came up with one. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking about this one. Um, but th- there's so many stories back there that I could tell you about God's goodness and God's grace. And, and He loves us so much. He loves us so much. And he wants, he wants to be a part of your life. He wants to have a relationship with you. And I think a lot of people uh, don't understand it. It's about a relationship. It's not about a religion. Yeah. So. Well, and unfortunately, I think, you know, I was just talking to my mom the other day about... Um, my generation and how so many of the people in my generation were in church and left and and the different things that we experienced growing up in church that I can understand why people left and and I think that's one thing that that I wish I could tell everybody in my generation is like stop going back on what you've seen other people do mm-hmm. and just look at God right. and look at what Jesus has done for you. And, and there's, there's just so many times and it's hard not to do. I mean, I'm guilty of doing it, of thinking that this is how, you know, religion should be. And I grew up in church and I mean, like you were saying at the beginning, watching me grow, it's really just been the last four years. And I spent 90% of my life or more <laughs> in church on Sundays and but a lot of it is figuring out like stop not looking at other people's faith and not looking at you know God through the lens of somebody else but figuring out what God is to you and like you said it's it's relationship it's not a religion and that's you know figuring out what the grace of God looks like to each individual person. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to interview people and just kind of talk about their faith journey because everybody's faith journey looks different. Yes, it does. We're all different. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this a little bit the other day was um, that everybody has a weight they're carrying. Mm -hmm. It's just different for each person. And what what's a weight to me may not seem like a weight to you. And You're talking about different sins, or because right. I said the weight of sin yeah. was lifted off of me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so just the the different. I mean, it's different for everybody. And and this. I mean, I've only been listening to podcasts for a little over a year now, and just the different people that I've started following on Instagram, or the different podcasts I've listened to, and the people they've interviewed, and I. It's amazing to me how much people, how different people are and how different our walks are, but God's the same. Mm-hmm. And he comes to all of us in different ways and he speaks to all of us in different ways because we all listen in different ways. But, you know, his love and his grace is the same love and grace that he's extended to me and you and anybody listening. And, you know, I think that's that's one of the more beautiful things that I've learned in the journey that I've been on is is just how different it looks for everybody and you can't I mean like you were saying with your worship pastor that you were friends with you can't rule somebody out just because of stuff they've done because we've all done stuff we all have stuff in our in our lives and that doesn't mean God isn't going to use us 
Well, even as a pastor, I've said it from the pulpit, I'm human. I have emotions, I have issues that I deal with, attitudes, and and I'm not perfect. But a lot of people look to the pastor as having to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like again, I'm just like anyone else. I still have stuff I deal with. Well, going back to what I was saying about, like, my generation, I think that's one thing that we've gotten wrong is assuming that somebody that professes to be a Christian has to be perfect. That is uh, definitely wrong, yeah. And and I've gotten into that discussion with many people mm-hmm. <laughs> that that just because somebody says they're a Christian does not mean they're... And, and don't get me wrong, there's people that abuse it and, and use it and... They use. They give Christianity a bad name. There are people well, that do things, and but there's sinners that give sinners a bad name too. They don't sin enough. They're not. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I told, I told somebody, "Well, you're not a very good sinner. I mean, you haven't killed anybody, or you know." I'm, really? That's all you've done? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, you got a long ways to go, don't you, buddy? Yeah, and I just, I just think that's one thing that I wish I could. And I, I mean, I hope that this podcast does is just give a, a small glimpse into different people's lives and a different perspective on a relationship with God and that it doesn't, it doesn't all look the same and it's not, you know, I mean, you, you had an experience that overnight, you know, that it changed you, but yes, you weren't did. perfect overnight. No, and, I was set free. Right. And and there, there's a difference, and there's more freedom to come the, the longer you walk. And it's not like, you know, I don't know. I just, I've learned, to the embracing the journey and knowing that there's always grace along the way. Right. And there's always going to be hills and valleys and all that stuff to walk through. But that grace, the grace of God is the same through it all. And I just got this thought going through my head. And anybody listen to this, you know, you have to be real with God. You have to be honest with God. You just got to be real and say, God, yeah, here I am. And I think when we do that, he's real with us. He becomes more real to you. You know, uh, my wife, if I can brag on her for a moment, she, she is always, she's one of the most, I don't know the term for this, self-evaluating. She's always examining herself and her heart and the Holy Spirit's always speaking to her um, about this thing or that thing. And, and she, she's just so good at saying, okay, God, what are you doing to me? Because a lot of times we look around at the cir- circumstances and situations rather than saying, okay, what are you doing in my life through this? Yeah. And I think that's a great truth, but you got to be real with God and you'll, you'll find out that he's very real. And he knows it anyway. Well, that's true. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> yes. And I, because I hear people, I've heard several people say that, like, like you don't want to hear some of the conversations I've had with God. <laughs> like, some uh, of the ways that we've talked, you know, I've talked to him is not real pretty, but, but he knows your heart, regardless of what you're verbalizing. But sometimes just saying it out loud makes a big difference. Well, I've, I've had a few of those conversations, too, when I didn't understand some things and lost a friend very young, and I was, I was mad at God, and I told him, I don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense to me. But the Word says, His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. So sometimes we, we look th- at things from a worldly, humanistic perspective rather than knowing what His thoughts are. We don't, we don't always understand yeah. that. And that's where the faith comes in and just have to trust God in those moments. 
Well, and like you said earlier, not putting them in a box. We and, do that a lot, and yeah. I've done that too. And I've, I've just learned, don't do that. And God is capable. Uh, it's, the Word says, with God, all things are possible. So yeah. why do we limit Him? He can do whatever He wants. Right. So... Did you have a couple of questions for me? I do. Oh, I know you do. I do. I have a couple. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay. So, if you could summarize your faith journey with a few words or a Bible verse or a book title or a song title or something like that, what would it be? Well, um, far as scriptures go, one of my favorite scriptures is to fix your eyes on Jesus. He'll be He's the author and perfecter of our faith because... You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. And my other scripture, when I have uh, been struggling or or whatever, I remember driving to church one day. Um, your grandpa <laughs> had a attacked uh, an ability to like I felt like I had a target on my head <laughs> every week. In fact, I I felt the conviction so much. It's just like he was reading my mail every week. Um, I said, Lord, can you please give me a break this week? And he did, praise God. But anyway, I was driving to church one day, and um, I was just struggling. And I, that song came on, He Who Began a Good Work in You is Faithful to Complete It. And it just ministered to my heart. This is a journey. You're not perfect overnight. We are headed towards perfection. Um, but that's probably my two favorite scriptures. And... Um, a book, a song would be Amazing Grace. My two favorite songs would be Amazing Grace and I Surrender All, because that's what it's about. Yeah. You surrender all and you experience that amazing grace. And the name of my book would be <laughs> It's All About Grace, because it truly is. It yeah. truly is. Yeah, that's good. All right, so the last question. <gasps> What does it mean to you to live free and love well, or where have you experienced living free because of God's love? And we kind of talked about some of this a little bit. But. Yeah, um, I think, first of all, to be free is to know truth, and that is Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life, and there's only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. And so when you come into the truth, that's when God begins the work. A lot of people think it's done, but there's a, you're, you're just a baby, and you have to grow into adulthood. So one of the scriptures is John 8, 31, 32. It says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, they're believing in him, and then he gives them a stipulation because you have a choice. He says, if you abide, and that's very, very important. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. So as a follower and believer in Jesus Christ, we must abide in the word of God. The second uh, part of that, he says, when you're abiding in the Word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It is through the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit that that freedom comes into our life. Um, and it is an ongoing process. There are things over the years the Lord has brought freedom into my life I didn't realize. And also, you know, the Holy Spirit, you're reading the Scripture, and it jumps off the pages at you, and you're going, that's me. And, you know, it's just, you know, Lord, I'm sorry, you repent, and then you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. So the truth is what brings freedom. And a lot of believers 
find Jesus, but they don't continue. They don't abide in the word. And that's where true freedom comes from. Yeah, I would agree. That that verse is um, one of the verses that I kind of named the podcast after and started the whole thing from is because, you know, the truth will set you free. And, and like we talked a little bit about earlier, that, that weight of sin coming off of your shoulders and, and the freedom that comes with that. And like you were saying, the joy that you had when you first just said, Jesus, I love you, I, you know, that feeling, that freedom to me oh, is truly indescribable. Yeah. And, and any time, like, I mean, like you were saying, those Sundays you got convicted, any, you know, any time that I've ever been convicted about something and just gave it to God, just a little bit more free and a little bit more free. And, right. and I, you know, to me, I think that's the the greatest feeling um, in relationship with God is just not feeling like you have to carry it all by yourself. You don't. He said, cast your burdens on me. Yep. So, as far as loving well, without God in my life, without experiencing what I've experienced with Him over the years, I'll use this as an example. I cannot love my wife like I need to without the grace of God. And whenever I've heard a message on uh, husbands loving <laughs> their wives, I'm like, I failed, I failed. But I know how I would be if I didn't have Jesus in my life and I would not be able to love her well. I wouldn't be able to love the people that come through those doors well without, without the love of God in my heart. I mean, it's you got to go after God. And then the second part of that, the two greatest commandments, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then the others, love your neighbors yourself. And that, to me, is a huge key to... Um, that's a huge key of loving others is when you learn to love yourself. Because a lot of people walk in their woundings. They walk in shame. They walk in this place that I'm not worthy. And all the, the experiences of this life brings to us and, and, and really forms and creates the beliefs that we have about ourselves. And, of course, the enemy's always there spouting off. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to come to a place where you believe in who you are in Christ and learn to like yourself and learn to love yourself. Because you... I've met people who, who don't like other people, and they generally don't like themselves. Yeah. Um, that's how you love well. You, you have to love God and allow Him to work in your life, and then um, begin to love and accept yourself. Yeah. It's good. All right. Well, I know you had one last thing. Of course I had one last thing. We I'm say goodbye. <laughs> I'm a pastor. I have one last joke. You ready? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay, how do you tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? How's that? You'll see one later and one in a while. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having like me. That. I am honored and privileged. Thank you. See you later, alligator. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, crocodile. That's my mom joke. <laughs>
Thanks for being here this week, friends, and joining in and listening to another guest that I had with me on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a little bit more about God's grace and how it is truly for all of us, every single one of us. It is all about grace. And if you want to listen to his full testimony, which I will tell you there is so, so much more, Um, to him coming back to the faith after being baptized um, in the Church of Christ when he was younger. But I did post a link to that in the details of this episode. So you can click on that and you can go listen to his full testimony. And yeah, as usual, guys, uh, make sure you like, rate, review. If you love it, share it. And I will see you all back here next week. Let's live free and love well.